0: Right, welcome back to, I think, the last episode of season three. What a sad day. It is a very sad day, Tom, but the sun is shining.
1: It is shining. I'm uh, drumming my colleague, Ryan Halday. Hello. And um, putting his dulcet tones into what we think will be quite a useful use, uh, useful closing episode for everybody who's uh, who's been engaged with this series so far. So today we are going to talk about the different routes onto the specialist register and we field. As with a lot of the, the content in this podcast, a lot of questions, hundreds of, of questions about special registration mm-hmm. every month. So um, in the UK you can have your your sort of general license to practice, your registration with the GMC, but there is a separate list Called the Specialist Register, and that's what recognises you or gives you the ability to practice independently as a consultant uh, in a permanent contract. So, um, I'll just make that that sort of clarification pretty early on. You can work as a consultant in the UK without being on the Specialist Register, however. You would only be able to take a fixed term contract. You can't and take up a substantive position. Yeah, you can't take a substantive mm. position exactly. And a lot, a lot of trusts. You know, if you're on the specialist register, you're you're hot property, um, and yeah. people people will be um, will be very interested to speak to you about any jobs with them.
0: And I think for international doctors as well, it's really important because um, your your long term plan may not be to stay in the UK. Yeah. Um, being on the specialist register is going to give you huge benefits. Um, if you want to go and work in the UAE for example.
1: Yeah. I think that again, so as with all of this, personal preference comes into mm. it. If your plan is to come to the UK, work for a couple of years and then return to your own country, Caesar's probably not the most important thing to you. If you're if you're looking to come for a couple of years so that you can get in the special register and that allows you to access a higher salary in the country that you're from, that's different, in mm. which case Caesar probably is is one of the best things for you. Um my advice to anyone that i speak to is if you are looking to move to the uk long term to settle yourself or your family or hopefully both Mm. here long term then this is the the best route for you in terms of getting on special register provided you have a royal college or equivalent qualification first so there are a couple of different routes i'll kick us off with the cct because that's the one that a UK doctor would take so Mm. it won't be relevant to any senior doctors hoping to move to the UK but if you're a junior doctor and you are looking to become a consultant and and gain access to specialist register this would be the path that you would take so The CCT is a Certificate of Completion of Training. It's also known as a CCST, but Completion of Certificate of Specialist Training, but they are both exactly the same thing. So it's just two abbreviations for the same thing. And um, a CCT is awarded when you have gone through a UK training program with the deaneries and sat your final specialty exam uh, and become a consultant, you are automatically given access to the Mm -hmm. specialist register. Uh, That's pretty... I think that's pretty much all, all you need to know at this point. Is there anything you want to no throw into the mix? I don't think so, Thomas. I think that's covered it off quite quite nicely. Good. That's not often I'm concise. Um, as far as international doctors go, and I expect for somebody in your position as a listener who's who's hoping to move to the UK, mm. you you kind of have two two routes mm. to to special registration. One is Caesar CP, and the other is Caesar Core. Now Caesar is not a not a chicken salad. Uh, Caesar is a certificate of equivalency of specialist registration. Mm. And that is the route that you would take um, where the GMC alongside the relevant Royal College would look at your experience and say, right, this person has completed uh, equivalent training to what we would provide a UK doctor and we will recognise them on the the specialist register. Mm. Um, it's, It's not an easy process. It's very much tailored to the individual Um, That sort of assessment of of skills and exposure in different clinical scenarios requires you to submit quite a lot of documentation. We're talking, I think average applications are about 10,000 pages. So Mm. it's not an overnight um, thing. It can take between, generally my advice if somebody's coming in at a senior specialty doctor level or a consultant level who's hoping to go through CSER, you're looking at, Mm. at, at, I mean, at the very least a year but yeah. you're more
0: likely two I, or three years just to caveat on that more. as well <clears throat> I mean I, I know we get a lot of inquiries from doctors who have started the process without ever having worked in the UK mm. I, I, I have very very rarely seen anyone be accepted without having worked in, in the NHS and, and again this is just um, a constraint on time documentation the the chances of of being accepted is is very, very low.
1: I think I've seen probably two applications Mm. in 10 years that have been
0: approved without somebody working in the UK for a portion of time. So our kind of advice would be, if you are a senior doctor that's looking to get onto, uh, onto the specialist register, don't apply for Caesar from outside the UK. No. You need to get into the system first.
1: So the idea, and I guess, it will highlight the difference between the two Caesar CP and Caesar on its own. Um, basically, Caesar would be if you've completed all of your specialist training overseas, um, and it's not been within a GMC-approved training post or, or UK-approved training post, um, and so you are going to need to evidence, as I said, that equivalency, that what you've done would be the same as what, or equivalent to what a doctor in the UK would have done. Mm -hmm. Um, Caesar CP would be for somebody slightly more junior, where maybe you're halfway through your training um, and you're able to come in at an ST3 level. So halfway through the UK training program, and you would conclude the second half of your training in the UK, Mm -hmm. having started it overseas. And that's quite an important differential. If you are say you're a consultant in, you know, whichever country or you're a specialist or senior specialist in, in another country and you want to go through Caesar, the general the general idea, and, it, and it's important to make sure that any job you join cannot offer you the support and the resources to go through this route, is that they would assign you with an educational supervisor who should sit down with you and they will hold up all of your experience previously and all the training that you've done alongside the curriculum of the UK doctor, and they will work out where the gaps are. So they'll figure out where you need exposure in, in different um, subspecialists or procedures, uh, clinical governance, audit, and they will tailor a professional development program around giving you access to those kinds of things. So if you're in emergency medicine, for example, it may be that you need to do a secondment into anaesthetics for a month or ICU for a month. It might be that you need to um, be involved in some sort of governance um, project mm-hmm. that you need to, to evidence. Um, so it, it, it really does rely on a partnership with your employer. Yeah, ab-
0: absolutely. Because that's going to rely on you taking time out of your... Your, well, your, your current employment. Your essentially, job, so yeah. if you're working in a district general hospital, for example, you need to, to go to um, a, a larger tertiary centre to gain exposure with a certain um, a certain element uh, to get your um, you know, I guess your competencies up. Then uh, that that is a big commitment from the, the department to, to say that you we are fine for you to to leave the department for a set period of time to to complete that part of it. Um, so again, I think within emergency medicine, Tom, because I know that that's the area that you used to recruit quite heavily into. And um, the Caesar pathway is fairly well established there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because of the inherent pressures within the emergency medicine system that they just need so many consultants. They need doctors to come through this. Not so prevalent in other areas. I, so there are really well-established Caesar schemes within emergency medicine. Um, but not maybe not so prevalent in in other specialisms. Do you what
1: have you got any examples of anywhere it might not be as common?
0: To, to be honest, I mean, like within paediatrics, for example, um, because of the, the 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 training ratios within paediatrics, mm. I mean, most of the doctors will, will come over with full MRCPCH yeah. uh, and probably eight nine years of experience um, in specialist paediatrics. Um, they don't have problems getting into UK training scheme. Um, okay. So I I don't know what, if that's you know that uh, within pediatrics they just haven't really explored the um, Caesar route or have established it uh, as as well because they don't need to, they don't need to because yeah. the doctors after twelve months will just go straight into um, a, a formal training program
1: yeah fair enough I mean I, I, yeah. I, the the point of this is that you need to make sure that if Caesar is a priority for you it's something you want to do. When you're looking for your job or you're accepting a job, mm-hmm. you're looking at all the details that you have some sort of conversation or agreement in writing that you will be given protected time to help compile, you know that that ten thousand pages mm-hmm. of, of evidence, and again that could be could be over a three year period, and if there are lots of doctors, I mean they only departments will only be able to put a handful of doctors through CSER at any one given yeah. time because of the resources that are required for it. Um, so make sure that you're going to get that support mm. once you've had exposure to those areas and you've you've gone through that curriculum that's been defined by our supervisor yeah. you're going to compile an, an evidence document or a dossier of Evidence that you would submit to the GMC, mm-hmm. and they will consider that alongside the relevant Royal College. So, in, in the emergency medicine example, that would be the Royal College of Emergency Medicine.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, actually, Tom, you raise a good point there because there will be lots of NHS trusts that will say, "Yeah, we, we will help you get through through this." Um, a really good question to ask at the interview stage is: is ask just ask them how many how many doctors have actually gone mm-hmm. through your CSER program? I go on to the specialist register. Um, yeah. I know I, I was speaking to um a trust in the Midlands. Um well I actually went up to visit them a few weeks ago. Um and they have had a really successful Caesar programme. Actually they're now the, the lead clinician was an international medical graduate that came through the original Caesar programme. So Amazing. um I mean there are really, really good success stories like that. But on the the other side of that, of course, is that we've heard of some NHS trusts that have said yeah we will put you through it but the waiting list is actually two years. Mm. So you
1: arrive and you're expecting mm. to start this two or three year journey and actually it'll take you five years because yeah. you won't get access to, to the programme for, for two years after starting. So I mean like Ryan said some of the best programmes are run by people who have gone through that <coughs> process themselves because they inherently know exactly what is required yeah. to, to to be approved by the GMC on, on that list and Obviously, that's a very important thing, especially if you're working for that long to, to get onto it. The Caesar CP one is, um, is pretty straightforward. I mean, really, what you're looking at is coming into a training program halfway through, so making an application to to transfer from a service job into a UK rotation um that's probably more in line with what we would expect a junior doctor to do so come in at a service level get experience and get familiar with the nhs and the systems and the processes mm. and then once you're here you can apply for a training number to enter a training program um and because you haven't done all six or seven or eight years depending on the specialty of your training in the uk that's why it would be classified as caesar cp Good. um so that i mean that's as that's as as simple as we can make it there are a lot of more details that we could go into about it it's quite a complicated um subject again if you want more information give us a call send us an email get in touch with us through social media um, we'll, we'll give you the best advice we can if you jump online to the royal college websites um and to the gmc website as well they do have uh, particular documents per specialty to outline exactly what you would need to submit in order to get approved. Um, so whether that's gastroenterology or emergency medicine or paediatrics or radiology, there, there is a very comprehensive list of what you would need to do and what's expected. And depending on your background, obviously every doctor is different, you could probably look at that and work out yeah. how hard it might be.
0: Um, and I, I guess, kind of just to sign off on that really, Tom, I mean, I think the prospect for IMGs um, in the UK to actually... Um, get on to the specialist register really really good mm. um, that again there's simply not enough consultants in the UK uh, the NHS is very much aware of the need to um, <coughs> kind of grow grow their own um, NHS consultants so um, it's a really good time to join it's a really good time to ask about these things uh, and NHS Trust will want to support doctors where they can
1: yeah um, The one of the questions that I do Um, that I do get asked is which route is the best route to take so Mm. is it better to go through CCT or Caesar CP or Caesar uh, on its own honestly in my opinion from a recruitment point of view and in terms of the value they're all pretty much exactly the same if you're Mm. on the specialist register you have demonstrated a very very high clinical capability in terms of acting independently within your specialty so I wouldn't I don't think that if you're applying for a job and there's somebody who's done Caesar and someone's done Caesar CP or somebody's done a UK training, mm. it will come down to the interview and how you present yourself. They they won't they won't ask you what route you took. Mm. They will just want to know that you're on that that list, and and that's a really important thing. And um, in terms of applying for um, for Caesar and the kind of the e portfolio uh, that you need to build up. Uh, you, the things, the kind of things that you want to start thinking about early on are a logbook. So um, compiling, uh, if you're a surgeon, for example, what kind of surgeries have you been involved with? What were the outcomes? Recording, you know, times in theatre, for example. Uh, cumulative data sheets. Um, so that should be signed by your training program director, uh, educational supervisor reports, um, feedback from from peers, from nurses. Uh, you, you want to make sure that you contact your educational supervisor. Um, to, to give you advice on, on, you know, what are relevant bits to submit and, and maybe what what you can leave out mm-hmm. of that. Uh, it's all done online. Um, there'll be a um, an online portfolio, as I say, and I think you should. Well, you're supposed to contact the GMC to let them know that you're doing that, so that they're aware that you are compiling evidence for a a, a particular folder. So, um, yeah, it's quite quite a
0: lot to take on yeah I think that's it um, but again we're choosing the right NHS Trust and the right season programme then uh, you've got to get all that support on not
1: you yeah um, I think that I think that that might be it That's this might be the end of the season
0: the end of the season, end of season. another one
1: been gone <laughs> yeah bites the dust we'll be back for season four at some point coming to a A podcast provider near you. Um, But as I say, with all of these topics, if you have any questions, no matter how trivial, how minor, or significant, um, do get in touch with us. Let us know. We love answering your questions and, and helping solve problems. Um, if you do want help finding a job in the UK, you know, get in touch with us. We'll put you onto the the relevant recruiter or team in our uh, mm-hmm. in our organisation, and um, we'll as always do our best to help as many people as quickly and professionally as we can.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for listening.
1: Yeah, th- thank you for listening to me, Ryan. That's it's, okay. It's been a real pleasure. It has been
0: a pleasure. Hopefully, we're all there. <laughs> team up again in season four can't wait see you next time see you next time Bye. bye